Hi, what's up, Chalkers? Welcome to the Let's Chalk About It podcast. If you're new to fitness or just want to hang with some like-minded fitness folk, then this is the place for you. Remember, it's always good to chalk about it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. As always, I am joined by the ever-knowledgeable Christopher McKenzie. How are you? I'm really good, mate. And Captain Jacked. There we go. That random noise. (laughs) That (laughs) that was for the podcast listeners. (laughs) (laughs) And this week we are joined by special guests. Uh, You may have seen them on Instagram. If you haven't, you really should. Uh, Alex Smith, a.k.a. The Kitchen Guy. How are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure to have you on. So as everyone knows, coffee and fitness go hand in hand. And if there's anyone who knows a bit about coffee, it's yourself. Uh, I'll take it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so how is everything anyway? Doing all right? Because you've had a big move recently, haven't you? Yeah, so we're living in Paris at the moment, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, was in London before that, and we've moved everything here for a little while. So maybe... I don't know, a few more months here and then back to the UK, I think. And then, uh, yeah, it's a bit nuts. But someone with, said uh, to me that um, Paris was a little bit like Corby. Is that, is that true? Yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, if you squint and take your glasses off. Turn around, close yeah. your eyes. Have a few whiskies, yeah. <laughs> Swap garlic for like crack cocaine and baguettes for, for stabbings. And yeah, you're pretty much the same. Yeah. Exactly, like for like, mate. Like for like, I just often go down and sit at the boat and lake and think, ah, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into it a little bit. So, let's find out a little bit more about the kitchen guy. So, I'm actually intrigued to find out where the name the kitchen guy come from because obviously you're quite known for coffee these days. Yeah. So, the kitchen guy really stems from my day job. So, uh, used to work for my parents' company, which is a uh, kitchen furniture manufacturer and then it evolved into kitchen appliances I ended up selling these ridiculous 15,000 pound fridges and uh, incredibly expensive kitchen appliances and it kind of evolved from there and um, I decided it was time to sort of broaden my horizons and changed my Instagram handle to the kitchen guy and sort of tried to become a bit of an expert in the field and also sort of expand it to kitchen technology so things like sous vide cooking and connected kitchen appliances and things like that. So that's where the name, that's the short version anyway, of where the name comes from. So you, um, you developed your Instagram. You said you wanted to sort of broaden your horizons because you got quite into video work. Is that right? Yeah. So um, kind of started making videos for, I worked for KitchenAid for a little while and we started making some videos, sort of social media videos to promote an event. And it was like stop motion video and it was kind of good fun. And um kind of tripods everywhere and cameras everywhere. And um, it was quite successful, quite popular, and uh, always had that sort of creative thing in my brain anyway. And it kind of started to build from there. So when I started the channel with The Kitchen Guy, I was making sort of videos of cooking demonstrations using these crazy connected kitchen products, really. That's kind of, that's kind of where the video thing kicked off from. So do you have a background in video work or is it just something you've learned as you've been going through sort of the social media side of things? Yeah, just learn as I go. So, you know, YouTube tutorials are a great thing and uh, learn a lot from them. 
So always looking at every, like most days I will be on a tutorial for something video related. Yeah. So who's your uh, favorite YouTube video creator? Uh, there's, there's a couple. I'd probably say Peter McKinnon. Oh, Good man. Um, what a definitely. choice. Yeah, Peter McKinnon's like big inspiration for me. Um, certainly on the, the way he shoots and the tones and things like that that he uses. And another one is uh, Casey Neistat. So yep. just love the way he does filmmaking. He's got this real simple um take on it no over the top transitions nothing crazy no crazy titles it's like straight transitions to the point engaging so both of them kind of have that kind of thing going on so yeah those two stand out yeah big yeah, time you've got that kind of he's got a very kind of rough cut kind of guy and he, he's like fumbling around getting things out of drawers and yeah. and then you go to the other side of things and Peter mckinnon has got it mastered on being able to do sort of the post-production camera transitions so he doesn't have to do so much when he's editing, which is yeah. absolutely fantastic. The guy, if you, if anyone's listening or watching, definitely go and check Pete McKinnon out. He is someone you should, uh, if you're an aspiring video uh, videographer or uh, photographer, because I think that's how he started was photography. Absolutely, yeah. You should definitely go and check those guys out. And he could do with a few more followers. He's only got five and a half million. Has he? <laughs> well, on, on what? On Instagram? On, on YouTube, yes. Yeah, five you, and a half million. I watched him when he was probably, I don't know, 300,000 or something. Yeah, right. Same. I remember him hitting the million and I was like, oh, this is crazy. It's taken him this long to get to a million. And to be, if I'm perfectly honest, I haven't watched any of his recent stuff because I haven't had real and a need to do it. So good. He, he's just brilliant. And some yeah. of the stuff he puts, because like, they were building a studio, I think, last time I was. Oh, the studio tour and everything. It's just insane. Yeah. You've got to watch it. Absolutely. So when um, you said there was a move, so you're, you've moved from from London to Paris. Yep. Um, what's the, what's the final destination or have you not fixed that yet? Uh, not fixed yet. Um, my, my fiance, she's Romanian. So there's a chance we might go there. Uh, if not, it'll be back to the UK. Um, it's up for discussion at the moment. <laughs> um, but we're lucky. We, we kind of both work remotely anyway, so we can be anywhere. As long as I've got a, a flat surface like this to put my coffee gear on, I can, um, do it from anywhere and somewhere to put my laptop it's great so we're, we're lucky we can move around a bit and be anywhere and still do what we do have we been strategically placed in front of that coffee bar actually no i this is just where i sit every day <laughs> to work but um i like to you know i like to keep it close convenient yeah <laughs> i'm just looking at chris's face i don't think he's listening to you i think he's just looking at all the coffee appliances you've got behind you i'm just like i need stuff and it's cool <laughs> yeah no, it's, uh, the plant i added the plant Today. Oh, okay. So you're getting that bit of a uh, bit of background. You know what? I love the plant. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm quite stumbly, so if that's a cactus, I'll just like prick my hand on it. I'm like, oh, so that'll, that'll keep me off with your stuff quite easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I must have known. <laughs> <laughs> Security conscience. Yeah. That's how you can tell you're in Paris and not Corby, because it'd be far worse than a cactus. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, barbed wire fence probably. <laughs> <laughs> so on that table behind you, what's your favourite appliance? What's my favourite appliance? What's your, what's your flavor of the month appliance wise? Cool. Well, I just got this, this grinder, this white grinder just here. This is the niche, the niche. hero. Uh, it's like the ultimate home coffee grinder. It's ridiculous. Is that the gold ember next to it? That is the brand new gold ember mug next to it as well. Yeah. Ah, oh, cheap plug. <laughs> just, uh, brand new, brand new. Just not one. 
Um, but yeah, no, the grind is amazing. Everything he can see here is probably, they're probably like literally my fourth favorite things anyway. The uh, espresso machine, the grinder, and then there's that kettle. I don't, I don't know if you can see the kettle right at the side there. Um, I can't. I've had that really kettle sent cool. to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a conversation we about it. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, I've still not ordered one yet though. Go and spend you know. more money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't work for them as well, do you? No, I mean, great company. That's a company called Fellow. They're 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 massive now. They're like they've gone from tiny little operation to the forefront of coffee in about six or seven years um and they make like every every coffee nerd either has or wants one of those kettles yeah so if you had to go somewhere and take only two pieces of equipment yeah and one bag of coffee what would it be two pieces of equipment i would take a jet boil for boiling the coffee because you can do it anywhere I would take a uh, Kalita Wave, which is a pour over dripper. And what coffee would I take? I can't answer that. <laughs> Good yeah. answer. Oh, I was going for on the spot then. I was like, I'll see, see what it would do. You know what? I really enjoy how many people are making, like how many independent companies make coffee and mm. how many of them are now sort of speaking up for the producers in, um, you know, in uh, South America, Africa, you know, these guys don't get you know like starbucks for example they charge a fortune for the coffee but they don't look after the little guys that produce it in the first place so exactly, yeah. uh, i love all the independent roasters that are giving back and making a point of putting the name of the guy who who grew who grew it you know on the back um so but yeah if i had to pick a i can pick a region i'd take brazilian coffee but i can't tell you which brand which roaster is just it's a too difficult and b not fair because there's so many yeah <laughs> don't want to really ruin any future uh, people sending you coffee that's the third most important bit. <laughs> <laughs> and kieran what's your what's your favorite region i think chris is, is ethiopian i think uh, i wouldn't say i'll well we'll get into that i wouldn't say it is no no i think it, no. it used to be i think you'd I'm be only, fair just tried it, mate. chris <laughs> I've only just tried Ethiopia. I was just trying to get a hold of some for ages. Oh, okay. So yeah, I recently, recently, sorry, Kieran, you answered no, first. No, no, yeah, I'm yeah, asking you. I don't know enough about coffee to be able to go into. I've just been looking at different regions. I know very little about it. I know like maybe like quite like all the sciencey stuff about like the different roasts and caffeine content and the different stuff you can do because it's quite techy. But I'm not really into that sort of stuff. But that's why I love watching Alex do it because it's just like so cool. Pops up every single day, and I'm like, that's just sick i can just like enjoy that gets part of my day it's done i can then go and like enjoy my coffee but um i did quite like, like alex i like something quite like, rich and bold and something a bit uh, like a bit of a deeper flavor like a brazilian um roast but i recently tried just to sort of try the different regions i tried ethiopian i tried um what was the other one ugandan They're a little bit too sour mm. Uh, it's quite acidic because like the sort of fruitiness of them so just to try them quite nice maybe like a medium level of caffeine but i suppose it's how you brew your coffee and make it anyway but flavor wise wasn't quite there for me a bit fruity and a bit playful i want something a bit stronger so i'd go maybe brazilian or i've been having um peruvian peruvian recently and that's I know. Really yeah. yeah i don't know really if i've ever had peruvian coffee actually it's really nice get it on the list get it on there yeah, I'm the same with the Brazilian coffee. I love that dark, nutty, chocolatey kind of flavour. Yeah. I live for that, yeah. 
it's like it's a wake up, but it's also like warm, and you could have it at Christmas time, couldn't you? And just sort of get yourself going. I like it, just a comfort drink. Yes, every That's day. <laughs> I mean, for me, it'd have to be like a Brazilian for drip filtered stuff, or like slow pour. And then I love Colombian espresso. Yeah, I love Colombian espresso. Yeah, we love um, we love settling room, don't we, Scott? Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to settling room. Yeah. <laughs> So I was about to say the coffee that Opus sent us, I think it was the Colombian, that as soon as I went past the smell that just come off of it, it was just unreal. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Smells yeah. get people quite a lot because I think, um, so the guys I work with, they're not like, like into coffee or anything, but they all do love the smell. So if I get the Wakako, my, the mechanical espresso okay. maker, they always, they always comment on the smells. They're like, that's not like, because obviously they'll make instant coffee all day and you can't smell it because it's instant coffee. And then yeah, I'll right. get the espresso out and... They literally love the smell and it's like, well, you know, I don't think anyone dislikes the smell of coffee, so it can sort of smell the staff room and all the area out and it's like quite nice, quite pleasant. Yeah, it's great. I love, you know, when you get a new bag and they put the little um, the little filter on the back so you can squeeze the bag and get a bit of a smell. I love that. Oh, that's, that's nice. it. That gets me going in the morning, you know. Just marketing like, oh, genius. <laughs> well, the thing is, a lot of people that don't like coffee, but they love the smell of it. Like my, my partner really doesn't like to taste coffee, but she loves the smell of coffee. So when there's a coffee, like you go into a coffee house or you go into a coffee shop, just the smell, the aromas, that, that gets people as much sometimes as the actual flavour does. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, definitely. So for, you know, a lot of people that aren't, you know, you, you've always had a, well, I'd say you've always had, but you've had a pretty good following on Instagram for quite a while. Um, but lockdown was slightly different for you from a, a following point of view, wasn't it? That's, is that, if I'm right in saying, is that kind of where things started to really change? Yeah, so I kind of fell into a bit of a, like a, almost a boredom, I think, when lockdown started, because, you know, because I work from home anyway, and, you know, going out of the house was like, time to relax, go and do something, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, so yeah, the first few weeks I was really struggling with, I was just working and that was it. And I didn't stop and um, get a bit stressed out. And I ordered myself a Chemex. I don't know if you've seen the Chemex coffee maker. It's yeah. sort of a bit of a classic glass coffee maker with a, with a wooden collar. Mm-hmm. And I uh, always wanted one. And I always loved it because they used to have one on Friends. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, we'd, we'd been watching Friends at the start of lockdown. We started from the beginning going through Friends. And I was like... <laughs> Chemex, I'm going to get a Chemex. And then I made a video when it arrived and it was like really well received and got loads of comments and loads of engagement. I was like, oh, I could, I could get into this. And I, and I realized that's what I was looking for. So yeah, I just started churning out these videos and enjoyed it as well. And um, kind of escalated quite substantially from, I think I had about 1200 followers at the time. Just, it was just my personal account and then it, and it ended up being I think we're sitting on nearly 8,000 now. So, yeah, that's kind of how it happened, I guess. Or because you just wanted to be Monica. <laughs> exactly that, yeah. <laughs> uh, who would you uh, l- relate yourself to in friends? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Amazing. No? Oh, okay. I mean, uh, wait, 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 wait. Just, just so Kieran's happy. Kieran, who would you relate yourself to in Friends? Uh, uh, Phoebe, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Only because you expected me to say Joey. Uh, you're more of a Ross for me. Oh, mate, thanks. <laughs> I feel Joking. like Scott should answer this one for me because he knows me. 
You're, you're Chandler. You're Chandler. Ooh. Yeah. Could I be drinking any more coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Tell you what, off the back of that that quiz, and just now, I'm not sure why I even do this podcast with you two. <laughs> you get a lot of stick. That's me, isn't I? Yeah. You have to. If, if he's the host, it's it's you know he, it's his vision. You've just got to rip Kieran. I'm not condoning it. I think it's deserved, but you just get. <laughs> I mean, in all, ser- Jeez, in all seriousness, really just come on. If we if we're being honest here, it is actually Alex. Yeah, we have to do this. It is it is deserved. Yeah. You have my full support. <laughs> I'm so glad I've still got that button here where I can switch it all off. <laughs> Just frozen. Just frozen, yeah. Frozen in time, never to be heard of again. <laughs> wow, dramatic. <laughs> so, on your... So, we've got a quick jump here, but on your social media, what do you think's next? So, you're, you know, you're developing... I think you, you say you're looking to go onto YouTube at some point? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I'm, I'm undecided because it's... Um, the thing with YouTube is you've got to be consistent, you've got to be engaging, and you've got to, you know, you can't promote on YouTube. You have to just make good content and get traction, and yeah. uh, that's a big, that's a big task, and um, uh, it scares me, if I'm honest. But yeah, it's fingers crossed the algorithm works. <laughs> exactly, it's all algorithms with YouTube, and you know, whereas Instagram, you can kind of reach a lot of people quite easily. Um, and you know i like that sort of short shorter engaging one minute video like all my videos are one minute maximum and that kind of works for me you know i did i posted one yesterday with the gold ember mug and slightly different format a little bit more cinematic with the shots and i'm actually in it and i'm talking a bit more and you know again engagement's been great it's got some traction and it's a that short sharp sort of information that you know people get bored right especially young people and you know attention spans are shortening all the time and you know a one minute video seems to work so i don't know about youtube i'm not i'm undecided you on tiktok no i i downloaded it i made a profile thinking yeah i could do this and then just completely lost interest because i realized i don't dance so you don't need to dance and you've got such great capturing um content i think you do really well on that no, well, with maybe them. you can do some consulting for me. It sounds like you know what's what with TikTok. I think it's worth it's worth a try, especially if you like doing the short format stuff. Um, mm. It does seem to have a lot of good traction for people that do really good. Um, I think it's a bit, you know, most of the stuff you see is dances and, and silly viral things. Right. But there are a lot of people who use it successfully for doing things like you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, with this Reels thing on Instagram, which has been pretty successful, um, on my channel, it, it would make sense, and I have all that content sitting there. It's something to look at, but it's you know, it's a, it's a side project. This whole thing. So it's um, once I've sort of started to build on one platform, the thought of the task of building on a second is daunting. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to happen at some point. It's obviously here to stay. So, uh, well, essentially, the the reels was to compete with TikTok. Right. Because they, yeah, right. are, you know, people were loving the, the the format of TikTok. So, Instagram needed to do something, or Facebook, should I say, needed yeah. to do something to be able to compete. And that's where the the reels were. And to be perfectly honest, most people post their TikTok videos to their reels anyway. Yeah, I've seen that in the corner. <laughs> you can see the little logo right now. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, I think you, yeah, you know, I think you did pretty well on that. To be perfectly honest, but obviously, I know what you mean by multiple 
platforms. I mean, we're trying on, on several platforms and it's, it's daunting and it's a lot of work. So um, sometimes it's better to just stick to the one that you know works. And Yeah, right. Agreed. I think that's, I think that's right. I think, you know, once you've built one, maybe then you, you, you move on to the next, but uh, not yeah. quite done with Instagram yet. I think as well, once you've got a good following, like you've got, you're automatically going to bring a lot of that following across to another platform anyway. Because um, you're going to, especially if you start doing a lot more long format stuff, because um, I'm sure, you know, just like we're having this conversation now, that more people are going to want to know more about you, yourself, and, you know, more reviews, more in-depth reviews of the things that you're using, that they'll jump straight to that platform anyway. Yeah, good point. Yeah, well, I think my first choice would definitely be YouTube, just because of what it's about. And it's, you know, it's all about creators. And, you know, the guys like we talked about, Peter McKinnon, for example, you know, he's made that platform his own. And that's, that's quite inspiring. That, that holds more um, appeal to me, definitely. Yeah, and the fact, have you seen the size of the camera he vlogs with? Oh, yeah, he's got a Canon mirrorless SLR and he's got his red, have you seen his red movie cameras? Yeah, oh, red movie cameras are insane. I was watching it, I think, when he was using the Canon Mark III. And he had the ridiculous battery grip on it. And Oh, yeah. Just everyone's looking at him. Yeah, everyone's looking at him going, what are you doing? Like, they're all using these little yeah. mirrorless or just a normal DSLR. And he's walking around yeah. with, like, a cinema camera. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But it's big for itself, right? Oh, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, when. Um, Without, I don't want to go too far away from the fitness side of things because, like we said, everyone knows that coffee and fitness go hand in hand. Um, hence, why we have you on because a lot of people would like to uh, listen to your coffee stories. But what about your fitness stories? I have many fitness stories. <laughs> um, so I was uh, a, a large, overweight chap back in the day, um, most of my life, and uh, got the classic um, wake-up call. Um, I weighed myself after however many years and looked down like I think I was pushing I think I was I think 19 and a half maybe 20 stone and um and I'm not particularly tall either so it was I was carrying a fair bit and just sort of realized that it was time to make a change and got in the gym changed my eating habit you know I was eating junk food and not healthy in any way and um got in and got a gym membership got on a cross trainer um started doing loads of just I was uninformed so you know cardio all the way and uh but I ended up losing quite a lot of weight and um as as the weight sort of started to go I started to move on to doing some weights and trying some other other things and um so yeah I that was quite a journey that was about an 18 month journey so from I think 19 and a half stone down to just under 13. Wow quite a change yeah yeah, hell of a change. Was there like a specific moment that made you think, I need to do something about this? Was there? Yeah, I, uh, I was getting out of breath tying my shoelaces. Um, We've all been there, mate. <laughs> I was leaning over to tie my shoelaces and I was like, I'm getting fed up with this. And I was like, this is not, this isn't right. This, this can't be right. And, uh, and it's actually my sister that's sort of engineered quite subtly for me to go and weigh myself. She's obviously looking at me going, I'm, she's worried, or, we, need to, we need to do something, but can't just obviously go up to someone and say, you need to lose weight, let's do it. So she was quite good. She just joined a gym uh, in Kettering and uh, she was like, let's, let's, let's do it. You should do it, you should try it. Maybe you can come to the gym with me. And I was just like, I remember feeling my sort of 
so my whole body went numb and I was like whoa that number is not where I want to be or where I should be at I think I was I think I was 20 21 and uh next day signed up a ludicrous amount of money at the time and uh that was it four or five days a week eating really well didn't didn't go to near a fast food restaurant for over a year and um made a change and you know it's been a it's a roller coaster right it's um we've all been there and uh there was some you know you fall off the wagon a bit but it always comes back around eventually and um you know a couple of injuries along the way which were not so pleasant but um yeah it was a big big thing back then big time what are your preferences then with training so you said like you started some weights and earlier on you were sort of talking about you got some interest in crossfit and some barbell training so what are your what are your what are your interest in training sessions what do they look like so for me, I, yeah, I fell in love with CrossFit a few years ago. Um, it took me a few years to find it, to be honest. You know, I went through my whole weight loss journey without it. And um, there's always like, I was always looking for something that was going to um, hold my interest a bit more. And um, a friend of mine, James, he took me to Shifit in Wellingborough. Uh, so we must be going back to 2017. And in fact, your guest last week, Jack, he, was, um, he greeted me in these tiny, tiny little shorts. Um, and I'm like, you know, and there's the, the, the time I was thinking about CrossFit, you know, I always thought there's a bit of a stigma to it. It's a bit clicky and it's a bit like, you know, I'm not sure if that's for me and, and I want to be judged and all that sort of thing. And um, I walk into this gym and I'm like, they're like, that's the owner. And I'm like, he's doing pull ups in these shorts and I can see up his shorts, you know, and it was because he lost a bet. And I ended up doing this class and it was just completely changed my view on the whole thing and sort of fell in love with it. And I went there for a few sessions. Um, and I actually went to, uh, moved away from the area for six months and, and I didn't have that and, uh, kind of struggled there. And when I came back, I was in there six days a week and I just was flying. I was the fittest I've ever been. I loved it. So, um, if you're big into CrossFit, who's your uh, favourite CrossFit athlete? Do you not have one? Do you know what? I don't really have one. I watch um, I watch Craig Ritchie's videos all the time. I think he's great. And he's quite honest about the whole CrossFit thing. And obviously, he's got his journey into CrossFit. And from, I think he was a, well, he was a weightlifter, right? So he was into all that. And he did the bodybuilding shows and things like that. And then he mm. found CrossFit. And his journey to CrossFit was similar to mine. I always thought, oh yeah, everyone gets hurt. Everyone, you know, everyone looks down on CrossFit and then he's gone and done it. And now he's a big part of it. And uh, so I've kind of followed him along the journey at the same time. And uh, so I actually really like what he does because he kind of picks out the best parts of CrossFit. Um, but there's not a particular athlete within it that I think I feel like, oh yeah, that's my, that's my CrossFit person. But I, I enjoy quite, you know, following along with a lot of them and I always follow the games when it's on. And um, I mean, I used, in fact, I used to have a Josh Bridges t-shirt with his, uh, oh, yeah. the hat hey, on the back. I quite liked him and he's got a coffee company as well. He has, yeah. So, um, I was expecting him to come up in the quiz actually. Oh, damn, uh, I didn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you missed a few CrossFit coffee people, but you know. I, I did, yeah. I mean, I, I forgot about Josh completely. Yeah. I'm here to remind you, don't worry. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't the, um, rely on to you when the quiz was for you so yeah fair enough. 
What were you going to say, Chris? Oh, so I was just going to say, um, so you definitely feel like you've, so you've, so like you've got a massive interest in CrossFit. You haven't got like a favourite athlete, but you're definitely, are you a little more like a fan of how it all goes, how it's all sort of presented and how it's CrossFit expresses itself, or are you just purely, the training's cool, really enjoy it? Yeah, it's this. I, you know, I find it, I've always found it engaging. I found it really good to go in and everyone stands around the board and they tell you what you're going to do and there's someone there telling you what to do. I always responded well to that. And, um, you know, I love that slight competitive edge to it. You know, I was never the able, no, I've never been the fastest or able to lift the heaviest, but I enjoyed that extra element of pushing me in my workouts and, um, you know, haven't been able to do it for a few months now and I miss it. You know, I'm dying to go and do some power cleans or rope climbs or something, you know, and um, so, yeah, really, really enjoy that side of it. Sweet. So is there any, do you do any other sports or do you, um, is it just a CrossFit that you, you stick to? Uh, I embarked on some um, obstacle course races as well, a few times. Um, okay, like Tough Mudder and all those sort of things? Yeah, so I did a few of them. There's one, there was one called The Suffering that they did at Rockingham Castle, which yeah. I've done, I think I've done that three times. Um, just, yeah. Loved it. Done it twice on my own, once in a group. And honestly, I think I preferred it on my own. <laughs> um, on your own? Did, it, did them twice on my own, yeah. The first one I ever did, I did on my own. Yeah, I loved it. Just, you know, because I've got, not worried about anyone else struggling with an obstacle or anything like that. I was just laser focused, carrying my 10-gallon uh, petrol can of water up a hill, you know. <laughs> loved all that. <laughs> I did um, the, um, the first one at uh, Bounton House. The top oh, yeah. When they come over here. Yeah, and, nice. Um, it was, I think it was meant to be 11 miles, something like that. I think it turned out it was more like 14 miles by the time you've actually gone through all the wooded area and everything. And right. my, I had such bad cramp that my calves literally like inverted and I, I could not get my, my feet pointed down. My calves just disappeared. Wow. So it was awful. It was, absolutely, yeah. that was the last time I ever done one of them. I remember doing one in um, Leicestershire called the Wolf Run. Yeah. And that one's pretty much just centered around mud. And uh, I, would never, I did actually do that one in a group. And I remember being in, in this muddy pond up to here in mud. And it was that thick, thick stuff. Mm. And I was done. I couldn't get out. I, everything was, it was like almost at the end. And uh, next thing you know, this guy, don't know who he was, turns around and goes, you're all right, mate. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm struggling, mate. I can't get out. And this guy was like, he was a big guy. And he just put his hand out, pulled me out. I didn't do anything. And this guy just pulled me out. I was like, how do you do it? How did you just do that? He went, you want to lift some weights, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> we did exactly the same. So there was a, there's a section on um, the first Tough Mudder course that was called the Mud Mile. Oh, yeah. So as you, it was all hills with uh, like, dig out, like dugouts in the middle full of water. So you have yeah. to go through them and climb up the hills. Wow. And there was one large hill was what we thought was the end. Yeah. So we're all going, yeah, we can get to this. We can do it. We can get over that. And then as we get to the top of this other one, turned out it was just a halfway point. Oh. <laughs> Soul destroying. Oh, it was absolutely. And some, some poor woman, she slid down the hill and literally turned around and she just had this big, long um, cut right down the back of her leg and it just opened. Ouch. Oh, no. So we, we carry on running. So she obviously goes and gets herself sorted with the doctor and, you know, they strap up and everything. And the next thing I know, I turn around and she's just strolling past me. I was like, oh, 
not made me feel any better about myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's not what you want. <laughs> no, not at all. There's poor. I mean, she had to have been, I don't know, maybe mid to late 40s as well. Just give up now, mate. Uh, yeah, I may as well, mate. I may as well. My cardio is shocking. Scott will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's his, his cardio is, is shocking. Thanks for confirming. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> I mean, my, my first ever 5K, I got beaten by a guy in full fire gear. He was doing it for charity. Oh, we did a 5K together. Do you remember that in the rain around Corby Swimming Pool? Yeah, we, we started at the wrong end and we had to run through the park to get to the beginning line and the gun had already gone. Yep. We were about halfway through running from the, the swimming baths to the boat and lake. Yep. And halfway along we had the gun go and people stopped running. We had to like sprint to catch up with them. Yep. Yeah, Good times. it was fun. <laughs> Amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, have you done any uh, distance events? Never. Sitting there very quiet. No. I'm just letting you guys talk, man. <laughs> I'm I think Chris uh, runs a program. <laughs> runs away from uh, cardio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not I'm not too bad at running. When I was like, much lighter, we trained for athletics at uni and at school. So I'm, I had some quite good sprint times, like my 100, 200, all the way up to eight. I'm pretty good. Sorry, I was pretty good. Like when I, I was only like 82, 83 kilos. Now too heavy. Uh, sort of run for longer than 10 meters i think <laughs> are you how, how's the how's your track going for your 100 kilos 100 oh, i've been sitting around 100 for since probably march april and uh just you were going I think there's, there's been quite a lot of body recomp i think i feel much feel much better from lockdowns i think the inactivity just put some definitely put some fat on lost some lost some muscle but i still stayed around 99 to 100 kilos I think I'd like to be about 105 for uh, the early part of next year, just to keep my strength improvements going. But yes, yeah, it's going right. No doubt Christmas will help me sort of keep uh, keep a lock on my, my strength goals. So yeah, it's going right. Cool. Haven't been able to train, done some home workouts, but nothing uh, nothing substantial on the strength front. So I'm just looking forward to getting to gyms now. Well, they're open up now because we're on Wednesday. So should be good fun coming up. Try to look at some gyms and then maybe get in the let's talk about a gym soon once everything's okay and we're able to mix households. Yeah, I think they're re-reviewing it again on the 16th. So yeah, every two weeks, isn't it? it? The vaccine was approved today, so we've got 40 million uh, doses of that, which is 20 million people because you've got to get two doses. So the most vulnerable can get that and then everyone can go back to normal and we can stop going through this absolute farce. <laughs> <laughs> this absolute farce. But Alex, how's how has it affected you from um, the move to to Paris, or has it not? What the, the COVID situation, or yeah, um, it's uh, it's difficult. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's people it's much more difficult for, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a not a good situation. But coming to Paris was. Was okay. We came on the Eurostar, masks, hand sanitizer, and just you know, it was quite impressive that the measures they put in place on the train, for example, you know, everyone's three rows apart. But really, as soon as someone takes their mask off, you're in an enclosed space, and uh, and I'm starting to go, hang on a minute, that person just coughed. Who coughed? You know, all the time. Mm. Um, and we have a car. We have the car here now, so it's not so bad. So 
Um, we were back in London a few weeks ago and we took, took the car, Eurotunnel, never done that before. Um, didn't interact with anybody between the Paris, where we're staying in Paris and our place in London. Um, it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah. When you've had your little elements of the lockdown um, calming down, have you, have you had your little coffee places and your little restaurants that you love going to? They must, it must be unbelievable there. Yeah, so discovered a few little cafes and some really nice coffee roasters here and um, actually really close by as well. So, yeah, a couple of times we went out, I think once since we've, since we've been here, we've once sat inside a cafe, oh. just once. Otherwise, it's outside or it's to go. But um, yeah, some really nice coffee shops, like really um, kind of nicely put together as well. You know, they're kind of modern, like there's one place, it's just a long bar. A long white bar and it's got three of those the kettles like this lined wow. up and you just sit there and they brew it in front of you and they've got all the different methods and it's like yeah i'm i'll stay here for a while i'll risk it, <laughs> risk it. <laughs> yeah. so as you um as you said you you know you sort of developing your instagram a little bit more and, and things like that what's changed for you equipment wise so you adding extra things in from a video point of view or are you just looking more at the editing side of things to change things up a bit well you can do it you know you can really do some amazing things in in editing and um <clears throat> you know I, a lot of videos i use my phone uh, that's where they all started it was always with my phone um i do have a i've got it here actually i do have a nice little digital camera little fuji x100f it's a great little camera fixed lens you know it's great i film a lot of stuff on that now um anything that's kind of landscape oriented it's it's going to be with that and you know it's that's it i haven't got anything crazy nothing you can do a lot with with a little you know you can really make some great content without having to go and spend thousands on a um mirrorless slr or a red camera or whatever it is you know so your um your grinder you've got in the background there you've yes. got that white grinder yeah um, you've been doing a lot of shots recently of that one on your instagram have you been using that camera or have you been using your phone uh both so the thing with the with the camera is you get that sort of soft focus and you can use the the bokeh effect where the near fields um in focus and the, the surroundings are um in, in sort of a blur and you know with the iphone it does it digitally but with the camera it's it's natural you know and it's um this thing just lends itself to to photos like that and in fact the guys niche coffee they they lent me this so i don't own it they they lent it to me and said we'd love to have it as part of your videos and some of your content. And I was like, obviously fanboying, thinking I'm going to get the best grinder there is. And it is literally that, you know, so, um, so yeah, I, you know, it makes me want to use the camera and make something special because these guys have, you know, I've, I'm just a guy making videos and they've gone, we'd love you to have our 500 pound coffee grinder and make videos with it. I'm like, bring it on. Let's have it. You know, it's great. So you said that was a fixed lens, that camera. Uh, yes, yeah, as in it's one lens. You can't you can't change the lens. Oh, in, interchangeable. So you, that that does some very nice depth of field then for a yeah. A lot does, of great little camera. It's yeah. really um, highly regarded little little camera. Yeah, it's been superseded now, but I, yeah, it's great. So I'm sure you get people reaching out to you all the time to want to send you things. Um, coffee. I imagine you've got coffee coming out of your ears. The amount of people that probably want to send you stuff. Yeah. What is the worst thing someone's ever wanted to send you that you just kind of went, nah, I'm not having anything to do with that? 
Worst thing I have to drop any names, but let's think. Do you know what? Most pretty much everything has been excellent. Um, you know, there's some things that are a bit gimmicky, like there's a, I mean, I bought it myself, but there's a thing called a puck puck and it goes on the top of your aeropress and it does a slow drip cold brew through an aeropress. I've got it, I haven't used it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not super excited about it, but. I think the only thing I would say is that I was sent a reusable Nespresso pod and I just, just didn't like the idea is you can put your specialty coffee in it that you freshly ground and it's a great idea, but um, you know, you can't control the temperature of an espresso machine. You can't control how it flows. The water flows through the coffee and I just couldn't get enough coffee in it. That was my problem. I want, I want as much coffee in it as possible to get as much flavor. And that just didn't, that didn't work for me. So that's probably the only thing I've been sent for free that I would say it's not the one. No, you're not, exactly not had any ridiculous things offered to you and you just think, I don't even know what that is. No, usually the, the ridiculous things are like uh, when people contact you and say, if we send you coffee, will you make a video about it? All right, well, that's not how it works. You know, we'd love to send you some, some of the companies that have sent me coffee are great. And if you ever see any of the, any coffees on my bar, usually I've bought them myself, but if it's someone that sent it to me, they've just sent it to me and said, we'd love you to try it. And that's really nice. You know, they generally want me to try it and they know if I like it, I'm going to talk about it. And that's what I do. And, um, so that, you know, sometimes you get the odd, uh, I, you get the chances and I like that because I'm, I'm the same I've, I've contacted companies and said oh, I'd love to do something with your product would you would you send me one in exchange for content sometimes they say yes sometimes they say no you know but if you don't ask you don't get I suppose yeah well actually you led us to be able to do that offer with Opus actually so yeah those guys are great um again that, that came because I follow all those guys so I you know Zach George and the Lean Machine guys always been following those guys on because their links to CrossFit Been following those guys on for a while and saw that they'd launched some coffee and I'm like oh hang on a minute we could do this and I got in touch and they sent me some coffee and I think I bought a bag did a video and then they loved it and sent me some more so I got a t-shirt somewhere and a mug and they sent me some more coffee and we did a nice video we did a really cool video where we knocked the bag of coffee over and it was slow motion and the beans just went all over the I remember that bit yeah. I remember seeing it Sweet. yeah and that was actually shot with a friend's uh camera so that was a, i think that was shot at 120 frames per second which my little camera doesn't do so it's got that really nice sort of b-roll feel to it where it falls over and it's slow and it's yeah that's nice nice little video nice copy so what is your favorite video that you've produced so far can i ask favorite you a question video. that's a good that's a tough one i think then what springs to mind when you think do you know what i was really proud of that one Honestly, the one yesterday, the Ember, the gold Ember mug, uh, it's, it's brand new. And I, it's the first one where I've really pushed the boat out a little bit. And, you know, I've changed the music. It's a bit more rock and roll. It's a bit more upbeat. Um, I love some of the shots. I did like a zoom, it's like a soft focus on the logo and stuff. And I'm talking in it a bit more. So that one, I, I'm really quite proud of that one. Um, uh, what else would I say? There's so many. I've done so many now. It's nuts. Um, I think some of the sort of more lighthearted ones, um, I did a, with the Instagram reels, I did one where it's this really nice shot. You've probably seen it, a uh, really nice shot of a pour over. And then you know that thing everyone does where they spin away and then it spins back and it's something else. 
Yeah. Me trying to pour a coffee outside and the wind blows the coffee and I swear and it's got the, the overdub and stuff. 50,000 views. It's ridiculous. 50,000? Wow. 50,000 views, yeah. That's and, insane. Uh, I love that one. It's just, it's one of those things that took me 10, like took me two minutes to clip the two clips together and put the beep on to cover up the, the bad word I used. And um, just like that, it's gone, it's, it's nuts. So yeah, I, I think um, it's, it'd be hard to choose an absolute favorite, but things like that, that it's sort of the ones that do really well and get a load of traction um, that you don't expect to. I think those ones really. Are, I think are when you, when you first posted that one about the, the poor going wrong, yeah. Like, oh, when a poor doesn't go wrong, it doesn't go right. And I'm watching it. I think I watched it three times and I was like, what? I don't know what he's talking about. It's like, that's, that's a nice video. I love the way it transitions underneath. And then I watched it again. And I was like, okay, yeah, I've now seen that all the coffee's gone over the balcony. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was another one I did just after that. And it was, again, a nice shot of a really nicely made coffee. And then I take my first sip and it makes me choke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. It's just. It's not even me coughing. It's a, it's a, a, from, you know, Epidemic Sound. It's a sort of a platform for royalty free music and sound effects and things like that. Um, it's a sound effect of someone coughing because I didn't actually cough. I just went, I sort of retched a little bit, but it didn't work without the coughing sound. So that's another thing, you know, in editing, you can improve a, a even a short video like that, you know, and that one, I, I laugh at it and I made it and I'm, it's me, but I, I laugh at it. I really enjoy that one. You know, you just shattered the illusion now, though. Everyone's going to be no, going. I'm not watching him anymore. I thought it was him coughing. Yeah. He's a fraud. I am a fraud. It was a bad coffee, though. What is it? It tasted bad. It tasted bad. Yeah. It was my fault, but nothing. Nothing against the coffee beans. They were great, but it was my fault. Completely messed up. I was hand grinding, and it, you don't want to know. It's not good. So, well, um, sorry, go on, go on, Chris. I was going to sort of uh, change it up a little bit. Um, where, where, where would you say for someone that wants to start making their own espresso, probably with an espresso machine, where would they get started in terms of brands? Because you get tons of kit, or maybe just talk about the kit they need and not go into certain companies and like just maybe a few things they want to get going if they want to start doing some nice espressos and just sort of experimenting more with coffees. Yeah, so <laughs> coffee, the most important thing is grind how good the grind is, the quality and the consistency. Oh, so that's why I love this grinder, for example. It, it's so accurate and it doesn't retain any grind. So, you know, you probably ground coffee at home and sometimes you have to hit the grinder to get the rest of the coffee out. Mine does that. Do that, you know, so, um, so grind is really important. But also, you know, you can go and buy an espresso machine for £100, £200 and you'll never get a good espresso out of it. It's just not, you get what you pay for. And uh, so for me, if you really want to make a really good espresso at home, uh, something like this, uh, they do a one model below this, which is barely any different. Uh, it's called the Sage Barista Express. That is like the gateway to making really good espresso. Because um, you've got to be able to get the heat right. You've got to be able to control the flow. Um, you know, they've got grinders built in that which are really good again for the price um so yeah if you're gonna really go for it you've got to you've got to be willing to spend 500 pounds on an espresso yeah machine. i thought i thought that from seeing like a few products but i think is i did think it was gonna be around that number then you just want that nice like the coffee with like some legs on it so it's like got a nice coating to it and that's what, what, what you want in the morning but yep. 
So I'm looking at something similar to those. I know you cut yeah, a couple hundred quid that they're out there, but yeah, I know that's not going to get you the, the best product. Yeah. I didn't know about the grind. So just as, as fine as possible for espresso or what do you think? Not necessarily. No. So, um, for example, with this grinder here, I, I'm on, I think I was grinding on level setting 14. So not the finest at all. I think it, I did, I did it the first time I did ground coffee for espresso. I was like one all the way up, all the way down. And then I'm trying to make the espresso and it can't push the water through because it's too fine. It's like concrete then when, it, yeah, when, when you tamp it. Exactly. It's such a balance. It really is. And it's different for each coffee. So each type of beans, each roast is different. Wow. So I've, I literally have a notebook that sits next to my coffee machine. So when I get a new coffee, you have to, you have to sacrifice a few beans at the start. You know, you've got to do a couple of brews to find the sweet spot. And then once right. you know, you've got the machine set, you know what to change it back to. So you know, on the Sage machine here, I've got some coffee that's roasted in Paris and that has to be on a, on grind setting six on that machine. Whereas on, whereas another one, I've got it on 10. So it's, you know, it always varies and you just got to be willing to, you'll very, you'll be very lucky if you get the perfect settings first time through for a new coffee. Right. Okay. Yeah. What's the best, best, um, coffee method and why then your favorite? My favorite like drinking your coffee. Uh, my favorite method is the Kalita Wave dripper. So it's like the stainless steel dripper with a little plastic handle. Um, I like it because it has a flat bottom and these sort of smaller holes. So it it, it drips through kind of at a normal speed, but it, it it's good for a darker, fuller body coffee. Um, right. But that's you dr you grind quite coarse with it as well because it's got these the holes sort of control the flow through into the server or your cup below so that's my go-to all the time Kalita Wave I love it and it's one of those that the brand isn't really out there like they don't have a big presence on social media but everyone seems to know the Kalita Wave method and it's become quite popular and other brands have sort of used it to evolve a product of their own yeah it seems that method and what when I've seen a lot of that in your videos with the filter stuff is it got a filter or have you got to put filter paper there yeah you put a filter paper in it as well yep yeah, so with that, it just it just adds to the whole uh, romance of it all. And that's what you get with coffee. I think that's what people. Were, that's it. You nailed it, mate. Yeah, it's true. I you know I love that. You know, it's like a it's almost like therapy in the morning. You get up in the morning, yeah. and I love that process of choosing which coffee. You know, I do the filter flick and try and get it in the in the drip of first time and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, I love all that. Right. And. Um, yeah, you know, setting your grinder and, you know, you smell the coffee coming through and you take your time to do the pours. You know, it takes four four or five minutes to do the actual brewing. You know, it's, it's nice. It's therapeutic. And, uh, and at the end of it, hopefully you've done a good job and you've got a really nice cup of coffee there. So you're going to open up a shop one day, a little coffee shop? I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's the plan. Um, oh, man. I, the you've, got, question, you've got all the ideas and you've got all the all the time I either get, when are you going to open a coffee shop or when are you going to do your own coffee? And right. uh, they're the two questions I get the most. And You've got the branding nailed though. The logo, <laughs> yeah. it's ready to go. Yeah, if I get new glasses though, I'm stuffed. I'll get a new logo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get, you'll get contacts and everyone will just leave your company. Nah, not, not working you anymore. Doesn't work, yeah. It's just a, the logo's just white if I get rid of the glasses. Just, just a beard. What? Yeah. That's not the same guy, what? <laughs> No, I think the cafe thing's great, but it's, um, I don't know, I just, I just enjoy this. I don't, I don't have any sort of lofty goals for it as such. You know, it's just a pleasure to work with some great brands and 
as the weeks go by, start to work with some other brands. You know, I had a new coffee machine delivered today. I've got another one coming next week. And these brands just really want to work with people. You know, I'm not the only person doing this. You know, there's, there's some great people out there making content around coffee. And it's a pleasure to, to do it. And, um, you know, I love... I love how many people reach out and ask questions. You guys have even done it, you know, and um, it's great. And I'm, I'm happy to do it and I, I enjoy it. And it's rewarding when someone says, oh, what's that coffee scale you've got there? And I'm able to say, not only this, this one, I can actually say, you know what, it's really good. And it's this and it's that. And I love that. So that's kind of what I'm in it for, really. Right. The small, the small details get people gripped, don't they? And if you're into something yeah. smaller, the more niche the detail, it just brings people, it's like exciting for you, isn't it? And it's great to watch that through your, your platform. Yeah, I do. it. I do. I love that. Exactly. You got it right. And, um, you know, the more people that want to ask me questions, the better. I, I enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's nice to, it's also a nice feeling to now be in a position where I actually have an answer. You know, when I started doing this, I was like pump, pressing my error press down. And, you know, I wasn't doing anything special, um, but I've gained so much knowledge from other people doing the same thing and just from reading and watching videos. And uh, it's nice to pass it on as well, you know. Well, I mean, I think even just talking to you now, we can see the passion that you've got for what you're doing. And it's good to see when someone has such a passion for something, they, they really, really enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, that's, that's, that's how it is. I love it. It's got a big smile on your face as well. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, I did have a coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's fair to say the uh, espresso days are behind you? Oh, way, way back, yeah. I mean, again, that was, you know, had an espresso machine up until, I don't know, up until April. You know, it's convenience. And it was, you know, the last thing I wanted to do then when I was going out to meetings or going out anywhere, you know, I haven't got, I didn't think I had five minutes to make coffee. So it's, you know, a couple of pods in, down the, down the neck and that was it. I see it out the door and that was it. But now I see the value in it and yeah. um, realize that I missed good coffee and because um, that's not good coffee. And uh, I, I can't, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back. But I'm also very honest about the fact that I used to have one and um, I still, it's, it's in storage. So anyone's in the market for an espresso machine. <laughs> Uh, listen, it's been very good having you on. Um, you're obviously very passionate about what you do. Um, you've done phenomenally well from April to now to increase your followings the way you have, even if that wasn't your intention. Um, it's clear people out there are really enjoying your content. It's been fantastic to have you on, enlightening us a little bit more about coffee. Yeah. A whole lot of stuff I had no idea what you, <laughs> what you were talking about, but I do now at least. I'll promise not to bug you too much more on the uh, equipment side of things. Feel free. You feel free. It's no problem. I won't buy any of it. It's way too expensive, but no, no, at least I'll bother you. <laughs> so does anyone, get, anyone else got anything else to add to Alex? Many things I want to add to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Should we leave you in a private chat after this? Yeah, if you guys just uh, shut off and leave us, we can uh, jump onto our OnlyFans stream. Who <laughs> only fans coffee stream? Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Surprised Scott hasn't got some coffee-related questions, but he probably knows it all anyway because Alex is always got him on the phone whenever he needs him. I think, yeah, I think Scott's more of a coffee.
Yeah, it's better than me, to be honest. This guy's uh, nuts. Every single time I'm like, oh, and he sent me a couple of uh, recommendations. I've gone for number 13 coffee. I went for a couple more that he said, and I've just ordered them. I was like, well, he knows it. He loves his coffee, so I order it. And yes, everything I'm like, oh, have you tried this stuff? You tried this region? He tried Peruvian, tried Colombian, and he's always just like, yeah, had that. Can I just say, number 13 coffee is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I need to get their Brazilian or their Colombian because, yeah, it just wasn't sold on the Ethiopian and the Ugandan. I need to try some. one today. Do you want to see what it is? Hang on. Yeah, go. There you are. Colombian. Just just arrived today. Mm. Haven't even opened it yet. I don't even know if you can buy it yet. What I absolutely loved, so when I opened it, you um you looked in and it was like it was like an Instagram shot there. It was just like so matte. There was no like shine to the beans, they just looked really good. And then the smell was great. They're like that was awesome. Yeah, they're really nice. And they're you know, I love the local they're local to the hometown and everything. And uh yeah, it's just I love what they're doing and seeing some pictures from in their roaster, it's a tiny little place, one little roaster, it's great. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tim. Yeah. Big time, yeah, and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, if we've got nothing else to add, then we will go to the end of this podcast. So, Scott, where can we find you? Uh, Scott speaking on Instagram. Chris, where can we find you? Strength. And Alex, where can we find you? So I'm at the kitchen guy underscore. Cool. You can find me at let's underscore chalk about it. You can also go to www.letschalkaboutit.co.uk. Remember to like and subscribe to this video and we will see you all again soon. Thank you for watching.